Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Good evening, listeners. Welcome back to the BS Car Guys podcast. We are excited to have you with us this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time it fancies you to tune in to us. We're ecstatic to have you. Yes, we are. And um, if we sound a little weird, I email us and let us know how we sound on each podcast because we experiment sometimes and we think we sound okay, but y'all might y'all may be able to pick up on it. Um, also, I, I apologize for the little bit of delay. You know, every now and then things happen. And so we uh, we had to deal with real life stuff. And now we're back to talk about the stuff we love, cars. That's right. Hey, and I'm just going to jump right into it with both feet. And I want to show you the coolest thing for sale on the Internet right now. Are you ready? This is the coolest auction Are site Are you about car. to show me something crazy? Go ahead. I know you're about to show me something crazy. Just... <laughs> Dude, I remember seeing them uh, in in Japan when I was stationed in uh, Japan all the time. It's a 1997 Mitsubishi Pajero Evolution. It is on cars and bids. Dude, dude, we need to have a different car. We need to have a whole conversation about my next car because I'm really thinking about using cars and bids at one of these places to do my next car. But uh, why don't you have if that? If you already? do, yeah, I don't know why I don't have that. Let me just say, if if you wind up buying your next car off of one of these websites that I introduced you to, that's a whole I'll never episode. Live it down. Oh, you'll I'll never, never live, live it down. You'll never live it down. You are correct. I'll never live it down. But then I would appreciate that my friend Bill told me about something that I didn't know, and then I used it, and so everything so worked I, out. That's right. So I talk about. I, I wanted to show the Mitsubishi. But Pajero Evolution, um, JDM gorgeousness that it is, because that is a hybrid in my mind. I see that and I think that's a hybrid because it is like an amalgamation. It is it is two cars blended into one, thus making it a hybrid, right? Because it is an SUV, so it can do some SUV stuff, but it is also very much uh, rally car it's it is a mitsubishi evo right because it's got the name of evolution in it it's yep. an evo and it's it's a fast rally car but it's also an suv and to me that's the best kind of hybrid that is a that is correct it is a hybrid for the 1997 model year blending multiple things together to make a new thing and uh before we get really deep into this Dude, it is so unfortunate that you never got to go live in Japan. Yes. I am telling you right now, I was a car junkie before I went to Japan, you know, um, procuring the the hot rod magazines from the school library and, you know, the car and drivers and whatever. You know, statue of limitations is over on that. But... <laughs> So that's um, right. So so let's get this let, let let's get this out there. I'm gonna air I'm gonna air this out right now. Let's just be very mean? clear about something that there are I, I don't have any ill will towards the fact that you got to be in Japan and I did not. Because and this is my thing, because there are a lot of people who suffered and had to deal with and lost a lot more because of 9-11. Um, but the reason I did not get to go to Japan 
is a hundred percent because of nine eleven. If if recruiters hadn't have been like overran with police after September eleventh when it came up for my reenlistment and I could have actually got the orders I asked for to go to Japan for three years with my wife, I would have went. And I would have probably done 20 years in the Marine Corps because once I did eight, I had already decided, like, if I make it through eight, I'm just going to stick it out. Well, fortunately, uh, fortunately, life has worked for you after the Marine Corps. It has, and, uh, it has, but I do, but you, I do regret that I did not get to go live in Japan for three years. I think you should go see it, just cause. I mean, be well, I'm not going to Japan, but I am going to Thailand this year, so that's as close as I'm going to get for the time being. I think, to be honest, I think you and your family would really enjoy. It. You wouldn't eat anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm already thinking that this trip to Thailand is going to be a massive weight loss for me. Actually, you would as long as you stuck to major cities, uh, a decent, uh, decent I'm not town. To you'll be any fine. Major cities. Um, well, <laughs> I'm yeah, just going Thailand. out in the middle of nowhere. Well, like if you went to Japan, but if you went to Japan, as long as you there was a town around, yeah, KFC and they they have Americanized or non-traditional Japanese cuisine everywhere, but they still have all the weird stuff that you was like i am definitely not eating that but um one thing uh go ahead because I, I i'm gonna I'm jump into stuff that we need to talk about well i was gonna take that really cool jdm hybrid vehicle and talk about another performance hybrid that was making news this week and and that's this ferrari so i feel like we need to talk about this ferrari all right, cool, because that also is a segue. I called you a nerd earlier for saying segue when I just said segue, but it's different. That's right. <laughs> you typed it. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I'm an official nerd if I type it. Yeah. Um, something that happened last time, and we didn't talk about this before, and but it's kind of going to blend into what we already decided to talk to. <clears throat> I apologize to you and the audience because – I was a little distracted, and I don't think I think that was my worst podcast ever, and I didn't make any point that I was trying to make. So I'm gonna use two quick minutes to say very quickly what I was trying to say the whole time. Go for it. What I was trying to say was that video, to me, in my opinion, reinforces your argument. And it made me think about something differently. What's that? And the diff, the dip, the thing that the, the thing it made me do differently is think about differently is we don't need we don't need plug-in hybrids to proliferate throughout the market. I don't. Uh, it, it, the whole point in the video, I guess he he made it. Maybe we kind of missed it. Was maybe it's the wrong time. Everything don't need a plug. There are hybrids that get reg- regular hybrids that get better gas mileage than, uh, than plug-in hybrids because they're using old tech and they're EV cars. And if we just have a decent spread of hybrids and EVs and internal combustion engine and turbocharged, then maybe we can keep some of this stuff that we that we pine over that we ain't never gonna buy. But <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know. 
it shouldn't be just be hey every GM let's only build electric cars. No, you you can build a, a car, just don't use old tech to do it all the time. But right. anyway, well, that's, I think that's I think to that, yeah, and I think to that point because I think it's a really good point. I think to that point, we are seeing some fallout from that because of the the current trouble that Ford is going through, right? Or yeah, Ford, I mean, is, Ford is experiencing some issues because they've they've basically committed themselves yeah. to more EV than I think they can handle at the moment. I don't they think did. they can land where they've projected to land in the time they said they would land there. And, um, I, and, they're, and they're making that leap at the expense of build quality on all of their current vehicles. Yep. I, I, think, I agree I with think you. Ford's in a bad spot, man. I, I think the next five years, Ford could be, look like a completely different company if they're not careful. I, I agree with you. I think, to be honest, I think uh, uh, GM is going to, GM is in that same boat where they, uh, they bit off a little bit more than they can chew. Um, and I know we got into a little bit of a, a just worry about regulation and I misspoke and said things wrong. And I agree with you. Regulations can go hinder innovation, just like uh, greed or profits can hinder innovation as well. But I also believe that some regulations can provide, can force innovation. Just like I think, you know, uh, investments and wanting to push things forward for profit can provide innovation as well. It's just, I I, kind of see, you know me, I I try to be very positive and I try to find good things and everything. But, uh, But yeah, anyway, back to Ford and Jim. Those targets of 2030 and 2028 just like in europe right now they're realizing that 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 ain't gonna cut it it ain't gonna cut it it can't it's not gonna be one solution that fits every daggone market and to be honest to be honest i think the 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 legislator the legislators they knew they knew that going into it they knew they was gonna move that 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 goal i mean europe uh, europe is doing it California is going to follow suit and all, some of these other states are going to follow suit because it's just, it's unattainable. I mean, you can have a dream right. and then you can have, right. <laughs> you can have, you can put some realistic goals on people. It's like, Hey, we need to do better, but we don't need to do it all today because that's how things fall apart. Um, speaking of things fall apart, one of the things that we talk about sometimes on here is infrastructure. Did you see the infrastructure news from three days ago? I uh, don't think so. What did I miss? The EV infrastructure news. Tesla. Oh, in America, opened up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched an MKBHD video. Uh, of him to- taking it. Um, uh, him taking a Rivian up there to get it. He owns a Model S, but he's taking a Rivian up there to do it. And he found a unique problem. It just so happened, and this is the cool thing, and I hope that we could get in this situation at some point is. It was a uh, a dude that had a YouTube channel that was there at the, that pulled in while his truck was charging that got the news too. And it's a smaller channel. So he hit the channel out and you know, shout it the shout out because he has he's a big content creator. And which made me go watch the dude's channel, which made me go watch his video as well. Cause he was trying to 
uh, charge uh, uh, lightning. And the weird, the, the the weird thing that happened is what they figured out is all those stations are set up to charge Teslas, and Tesla's charging port is on the back right part of the car. Yes. So you yes. back into it, but everybody else's charge port is in different places, so the cables are too short. And the parking lot, the parking lot slots are like uh, slid to the right or left a little bit, so it, so everything lines up, and it just ain't formatted the same way <laughs> for all these other cars. Yeah, that's that's the thing about that's the thing about um you know service stations, gas stations is you pull through, right? I mean, if you have a truck, yeah. let's say you've got an F one fifty Lightning or a Rivian R one T or a Hummer, whatever they're calling a Hummer, or Chevy, Silverado, Crossback. <laughs> cross knots, yeah, whatever they're things. calling it, you know, let's say you're, let's say you, you, you are within your eight mile range and are actually towing a trailer with something on it. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? How are you going to pull in one of them spots? If you got a trailer hooked to the back of your truck? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's a nightmare. I mean, it, you just can't. Think- yes. Yeah, it's, it's not well thought out. There's a lot of infrastructure things that have got to change. Um, to be honest with you, like when I heard that, when I saw the Tesla charger thing, open it up, I, I, in my mind, my first thought was, yep, this supports my theory from a while back. Our theory. Our, our theory, theory. <laughs> that, that Tesla is Tesla is fading. They're going away as a car brand, and they will just be a technology supplier to the rest of the automotive industry. I, 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 I saw that, and I had just had a conversation with some other guys that who are not real car enthusiasts, and I was talking to them about Tesla because, you know, one of them kind of likes the idea of Tesla. And I was like... Look, look, I like the idea of Tesla. But yeah. I don't like Tesla. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. And um, I was telling them, I was like, man, it's set up that this company is going to be... Three quarters of all the gas stations combined. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, can you imagine if three quarters of all gas station was Sheets or Wawa or whatever, insert name. Right. How right. much money that is, man, that's, that's it's crazy. Yeah, but the other thing about uh, Tesla, the other, the other Tesla news was they did a, I didn't listen to it. They did a, a, a call yesterday. Um, that they actually, which goes against one of the points I made Tuesday night, that they're actually going to redesign the Model 3 and the Model Y, out, uh, the exteriors of them. And I was like, which I was like, te- that's one of Tesla plays. They kind of leave things the same. But I learned something today before our podcast. To- and I learned it from Toyota. And remember we was talking about how Toyota changed their plan here recently? They yes. got rid of the... Yes. Uh, uh, so, evidently, they they pulled... They got a new Model 3 or whatever it was. And they deconstructed that car like every other car company has done, right? Sure. And they realized something. All those cars are changed underneath. They just look the same. They swapped out sub-assemblies and did these things. It's like, wait a minute. And evidently, that was one of the things that sparked uh, their changes. Like, yo, these people aren't just doing the same thing all over again. They really are doing something different. They're just doing it underneath, and we just didn't see it. Right. But right. anyway. But anyway, 
Tessa's gonna daggone be Taco Bell from uh the 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 the, the uh the demolition, demolition man. man. Yeah, demolition man movie. Everybody, everybody's gonna have to go to them. But anyway, you were talking about Ferraris. Um speaking yeah, of Yeah, let's talk about this. Taco Bell let's and Ferraris. How can you segue between them? Uh let's see you pull this one out your butt. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're not careful with how you use them, they'll both leave a bad taste in your mouth. Um, the so let's talk That's about that. Actually, pretty good. That, yeah, yeah. That, right. Let's hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about the two ninety six GTB, which, right, which is a all, hybrid. How are you just now hearing about this car? Actually, I know the answer to that, but go ahead. <laughs> So, so here was the first thing that caught my attention. This is this is when I first started. Okay, well, number one, I didn't really care about it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's how we didn't you didn't hear about it because you don't care because we ain't gonna have right. a Ferrari. Right, right. I ain't gonna have a Ferrari, and I for sure ain't gonna have this Ferrari. I like the Pura Sangue <laughs> better, and it's a SUV. It's a station. When I figure out, when I figure um, out how to say that word, I'll like it better. <laughs> so, so. The first thing that really caught my attention about this car happened about a month ago now. So one went for sale. It was like one of the first West Coast delivery cars got listed as a flip on Bring a Trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it only it only stayed a few days. And Ferrari North America forced the customer to pull it, pull the listing. I don't know if they leverage bring a trailer or if they leverage the customer or both, but bring a trailer pulled the listing. They gave no explanation as to why, but you can read through the comments and you'll figure out pretty quickly. It was Ferrari North America that pulled the listing because Mm. as many people can attest that are Ferrari owners, if you buy a new Ferrari, you don't own that Ferrari. Like Ferrari still has a lot of say in what happens with that car. Yep, yep, yeah. I actually got into a conversation with somebody about that. They were upset about it. And I, I was telling them, I was like, I w- I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I've never owned a Ferrari, but I've seen enough about people buying Ferraris and heard the stories that they are definitely trying to protect their brand right now and their For stipulations sure. on buying their those cars. Like you well, can't like there's do... some cars you, you have yeah, some cars you just have to be given an invitation to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh like, and I, I used an example with with him because he, he knew this example. Remember back in the day when John sent about the the, the four GT? Yeah. And then he he couldn't he was trying to sell it or do something. Yeah. Uh, and I was like and they was like, nah, son. <laughs> or, right. Right or the or the story of the LFA, you know, everyone you didn't get a title to them cars for like three years because it was like you can't resell this. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and so, so I guess that's kind of what happened here. Somebody tried to, somebody bought one, took a delivery, and then tried to sell it on Bring a Trailer, and it got pulled. So that was really the first thing that brought it to my attention. But then we started talking about the Corvette, and we started talking about how hybrid assistance for performance reasons is it makes sense. And yep. I was like, well, after we recorded that, I was like, we probably should have talked about that Ferrari because I even said that this kind of makes the new E-Ray like the better Ferrari. Right. And this, yep. this car is 
literally the same thing. It's just nine times the price or whatever the price yeah, is. Yeah, it is stupid expensive. And the crazy thing is, I don't know if you knew this because we don't really pay that much attention to Ferraris. That is not the only Ferrari hybrid. No, it's not. The, the it SF90 is. is also a hybrid, but yeah, this is like somehow slotted below that. I don't understand that because I don't understand Ferrari stuff. But so yeah. I just want you to see, though, it is a good looking car. I like it better now than when I first saw it. I will admit. But and it, this is very GT40 look back here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The I back agree. Yeah, I agree that this little rear fender well area is very but so in my thinking is given the price of this car, I was like, that's expensive. The Corvette's definitely a better value. Yeah, you're not yep. getting the horse, so you don't have the level of arrogance that a Ferrari owner would have. Then I was like, okay, so if I need that Ferrari arrogance, but I still want the enjoyment of driving a car that's that's a very high level of performance, what do I do? Well, I realized, like, here's what I would do. I would buy this Ferrari, which is probably still <laughs> half the price. Your favorite, your favorite Ferrari? Yeah, still like <laughs> half the price. I would buy the Pure Sangue. And then with the remaining money, I would buy something like this, which ties into Doug's video from today, which is an older version of this. But this is a 488 Pista, yeah. which is, you know, just a high performance 488. And this could be my super high performance, ridiculously fast. I mean, this thing had 3,500 miles on it to 2019. It sold for less than a half a million dollars which is a tremendous value considering what it was brand new. And when you compare it to this 296 GTB and it's new price out the door, this is like 50% of that. Okay, cool. First of all, this is where you are slightly wrong. I understand your argument and I agree with your argument. I think you just picked two, two different cars. Uh, you should have picked two different cars. How much do you think the 396 cost starts at because you are the, on the page and I went to the page and it was weird but this why do they have the GTV? weirdest web? yeah yeah I don't know what the price on this is because I right. couldn't see anything without sending it to a dealer yep yep you're correct so I had, I did the same thing so the 296 the 2023 296 GTB starts at $338,255 yeah, that is a big number. You ain't gonna ever find one of those. Obviously, obviously, find it. They, they would have to. Uh, they have to contact you to buy that car. Some dumb. I don't know. Some weird Ferrari rule. How much do you think the Pura Sangue costs? Oh, the Pura Sangue is like four hundred. Yeah, because that's what that's what uh, that's why I think your argument kind of went a little. Yeah, no, I, I know how much this thing costs because I really like it. So I yeah. actually bothered to do some real homework on it. But but my point is, is that 296, you ain't going to find one for under 900. Because by the time you uh, put carbon fiber options on it, no. Well, of course they're going to have like $100,000 options on it, but they're going to have similar $100,000 options on the Pura Sangue because it's a Ferrari. <laughs> right. Just, well, just I still think every... this is the better option. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, given those two cars, uh, given uh, given let's you know what the three cars. If I had to choose between the three cars, the Pure Sangue, the 296, and this Pista, I'm going to get the Pista because one, in my mind, it it looks better. Uh, two, it does the Ferrari thing better than current Ferraris are doing. Remember the first time, the first time I heard a Ferrari. Yeah, here we go. We, when, <laughs> when we went right and. The and that route. wasn't even a V12 Ferrari. That was a V8 Ferrari. And right, ever right. since that night, I have like thought in the back of my mind, if I ever had the opportunity to own a V8 Ferrari, I would do it because yeah. of how good that car sounded. Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, so without trying to sound vulgar, I got an erection when I saw that. I got a little, a little bit of an erection when I heard that for the first time. And <laughs> <laughs> and if you, and if, and if you have, regardless, I if now you regret living, the fact that I've told people we were standing together when it, when that look, car. Look, it had nothing to do with you. Let me tell you. But I, I, I mean, I felt some things when I heard that car. <laughs> it's hard not to feel something like not to have an emotional response to a car that sounds like that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard Vipers and Corvettes and stuff like that throughout my life. Vipers kind of sounded weird to me, um, but one of the things that is a part of legislation that Ferrari is uh, that is the reason why Ferrari is doing this is the cars are quieter, and I would imagine that this car is louder, and it, this car is loud. Oh, yes, it is louder. And it's it's gonna sound more old school Ferrari without going completely crazy with old school Ferrari issues. You know what I mean? Sure. But at the same time, new school Ferraris like the P ninety six have a whole different set of new Ferrari issues with all these non buttons. Look at that. That is just beautiful. <laughs> That's just gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Like uh the like uh, Pete, uh, the 296 video that uh, um, Throttle House did, they hit some points because I've seen, uh, I, I watched the Auto Trader video. That's when I first saw the car on an Auto Trader video. And then I saw that 296 video today. And I was like, wait a minute, that car looks real familiar. It probably ain't a whole lot of these. But then I looked at oh, the. Oh, it's definitely uh, the same one. Yeah. Uh, from, oh, what's this? Smoking Tire? Not Smoking Tire. Oh, yep. gosh. Yeah. The other Canadian kids. <laughs> oh, oh, Savage have... Geese? No, no. He's in Illinois. Oh, really? They just know oh, each other. I thought they were Canadian. Um, um, oh, gosh. Uh, well, what's the... Oh, I can't think of their name right now. It's going to come to me in a second. But anyway, they drove that same car like a month ago. Of course they did. Yeah, but, uh, but um, the Toronto House video pointed out some of the things that I do not like about new Ferraris. Dude, you're going to make me go rob a bank and go to jail, so I can't buy the car. I mean, it is such a good-looking car. <laughs> gold wheels, man, are where it's at. Did you just say gold wheels are where it's at? I cannot build and price a car now that has gold wheels as an option and not select them. That, well, that makes sense. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. I mean... Gold wheels probably was for people in our generation 
one of the first set of wheel color wheels that we fell in love with with the BBSs on Volvos and things like that. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, BBS. Oh, man. Oh, that's a throwback. But anyway, uh, yeah, some of these new Ferrari quirks and stuff with all these buttons and the E-Manitino on the other side of the steering wheel as a regular Manitino and just doing weird stuff. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Since Since we're talking hybrids, Let's let's remove money. Let's remove the price tag from playing as big of a factor as you and I both know it will. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying completely exclude cost, but try not to give it as much weight as we typically do. If if it's if it's up to you to pick, and you're just looking at the three based on d- design experience overall package are you buying the corvette e-ray the 296 gtb or the Acura nsx type s because hmm. they're all Actually, three similar they're all three similar size they're all three similar um drivetrain components hmm. Hmm. Well. All right, so just one has a V8 and the other two do not. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, the 296 has a six. Oh, yeah, the Corvette has a eight. Duh, I'm losing my mind. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> I, I would think that. Anyway, all right, so if I had to do that, um, I'm going to say the unpopular thing, but I'm going to give you a reason why. I would go with the Acura. This is why I would go with the Acura. Because I know if it had money wasn't an issue, then I'd probably go just go with the vet. Uh, but um, I would pick the Acura first because that Type S was limited. It's only like 500 of them or something, right? Sure. I'm not, I'm not saying I would put that car up on a shelf, but it's going to be special-er. A special or a word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a word. More special. <laughs> um, it's going to be more special than the, than the E-Ray eventually because there's only 500 of them. Um, uh, the Corvette would be second because that would be the one that I would rather live with every day than in that group. And the, the Ferrari would be last because I wouldn't be able to figure out how to turn on the radio and use that. And it would be, it would be the funnest car and get the most attention, but I'm looking at the, every video I've seen about that car, they can play. I know, I know it's a Ferrari and you're supposed to say, Oh, the engine makes the noise and that car does sound better than it probably should. But at the same time, it's like, man, at some point I got to listen to my podcast while I'm driving. If I'm right. going on a trip, <laughs> you know, and if I can't get this thing to work because it's all in one screen and I don't know how to, any of this stuff work, then it, it's just, yeah, I, I, I need them to do stop doing some of that quirky Ferrari stuff and make the car usable. So, so this is my thing on that too, right? First of all, let me, I'll go back to the original question. 
of Corvette versus NSX versus Ferrari 296. And I'll just say that of the three. I would reserve the right to change my answer at any given time also. I agree with you, and I would pick them in the same order. Did you just say that? I did. I did just say that. You are borderline, because I'm going to stop saying, hey, well, I just said it. You really dislike the NSX. I do. I do really dislike the NSX, and but of the three, it's the lesser of the three evils, and I think there was more attention to detail given to how to use that hybrid system to get the most performance possible out of the vehicle. So I think, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Corvette, it's more of like, it's an afterthought party trick. Like let's just throw this thing on there and show you what it could be. Right. And, but it doesn't really, it's not doing anything special other than just assisting. And the same is true of the Ferrari. So I think from a driving dynamic standpoint, you would get a more cohesive driving experience at like let's say eight to nine tenths, right? Mm-hmm. In the in a V eight or V six road going like all ice engine version of either one of those two cars. But the NSX was specifically designed with those motors in mind to assist with turn in. Uh, cornering mm-hmm. speed, exit yeah. speed, all of those factors, it was designed with that in mind more so than the other two, I think. So I would pick I it as the better of the three cars. Now, I'm not saying that I'm in love with it all of a sudden. I'm saying of those three, that's the one I would pick. I The, uh, the biggest issue for me with the NSX was, and we've had this conversation a little bit before is, I, I think they eventually achieved their goal. Um, and the reason I say that is because they use the existing engine in a sports car. They, they existed things that make a semi-exotic sports car, right? Yeah. The engine and transmission and all-wheel drive that was is the same engine and transmission and all were similar to the one that's in the that is currently in the MDX Type S. Yeah. But it was in yep. the TL or whatever before that. It's like you just flip everything around, and it no save development costs. Yeah, they, I think they eventually up the turbochargers. But anyway, that goes to the other point. Is like the Type S is the version of the car that it should that they should have come out with. Or should have just progressed yes. to and made the Type S be a more performance-oriented version of even the current Type S. It's like, yep. you know how Nissan kept, make, Nissan kept making the GTR better and better every year? Yeah. They should have did that with the NSX. Uh, let, let me ask you a question right quick, like not car-related. Did okay. something did something change in the last five to eight minutes with your home internet because your audio quality got worse and your video's gotten way worse? So um, I don't know what your signal strength is or if somebody's tying up your bandwidth, but you were cutting in and out a little or just really choppy. Um, no, actually, um, uh, my son just came over here. That happened a couple of minutes ago, but uh, 
No, nah, I'm. I mean, I'm like sitting right beside the little Google Nest Puck thing. It's okay. like ten feet away. Well, uh, hopefully, it's just come out right. Problems. Um, hopefully, it come out right. But yeah, so, did you get so, my point there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I heard everything you said. It was just a little. It wasn't the most crisp and clear. Um, so that's just my voice. You all got to right. attack me for my voice. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here's what I did. So here's what I did. I thought, I thought about these cars and I thought about the driving experience of these cars and I thought, let's scale it down a notch. Let's mm-hmm. look at it from a budget standpoint of like, Hey, I want to, I want this kind of driving characteristics in a sports car, but I, I don't want to spend a half a million dollars. What are my options? Okay. So I was thinking like, what's the best handling sports cars I can buy right now? What do you got? What do you think? Where are you going to well, first? Well, first of all, your budget is way bigger than my budget. So, I mean, you can go, you can go get, uh, you know, um, you know, BMW M3s and and things like that. I can't do that. They don't let me in such dealerships. Uh, so, so here's the thing. So, I did, I stayed away from the the M cars and the um, Mercedes and like because I was trying to look at it from a budgetary standpoint. Right? I was like. What, what is it? What does everybody think of? And then what, where do I go? Mustang. So, so Mustang. I started with, a, I started with a Mustang cause it's rear wheel drive. You can get it with a manual. You can get all those feels that you experience in driving a, um, sporty car, even though we know this is a muscle car and a grand tour and not a sports car. Um, yep. so it I was able to build a sports car though. Yes. So I was able to build a Mustang for 58, thousand fifty five dollars not too bad but i was i I was surprised and excited by the fact that i actually prefer the chevy camaro which is a little cheaper actually at fifty two thousand seven ninety five and i i i optioned them as similar as i could okay all right all right, so of those two cars, I'll see how we you talk. You built some bunch of cars. To be honest, of those two cars, uh, I would rather have the Camaro, one because it's not a Mustang, and I, uh, two. Every video, every review, everything I've ever seen about those two cars comparing to each other, compared to each other is, there are two things that are constant. The Mustang is the number one selling car of the cars in its vein. Two, the Camaro is the better driving car. I know. And three, you can't see out of a Camaro. And to those people who tell me you can't see out of a Camaro, I'm trying what my my question is. How can you see any better out of uh, out of a Mustang than you can a Camaro? Because I've been in both of them and I can't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean? uh, you know, seeing backwards, that those are the cars that that are going backup cameras were invented for. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you go. Know? That's right. That's right. So but yeah, so, the, the Camaro because just because people don't, you just don't see them no more, man. I, it's a good it, point. Yeah. They just don't sell enough of them because they are a good car. Like, yeah, 
I hate to say it because I've always been a Ford guy, but of the two right now, this is the one I would buy. And What's the dude? I was surprised for, by um, that. He, he, he's on the Haggard videos now. Oh, gosh, his name is blanking, but he used to drive on the Motor Trend videos too. He's a race car driver, retired Randy Pro. Randy Post. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Because I was losing it. I remember him driving that car when he was, he was driving the Mustang and the Camaro back to back. He's like, if I had to drive it on the track, this would be it. It's the Camaro all day long. But the Mustang feels good, and you can, and it does the everyday stuff better type things like that. And so I remember, remember, I don't know if you remember this, a few podcasts ago, I think it was when Mustang uh, got the refresh around by that time. And I was like, man, I wish Chevy would daggone refresh the Camaro. And we talked about, I think I, I made the, the point to say that I even know how they could refresh the Camaro. Because the Camaro underneath is the Alpha 2 cha- uh, uh, platform right. chassis. That's the same chassis that's underneath the two Cadillacs. Just build a two-door AT, uh, a two-door, what is it, AT4 now? AT5, whatever. Just build a two-door one. Don't so, do the crazy styling. Just build a car that you can use every day. You can okay. see out of. Hey, slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You're, okay, get, cool. you're, you're getting ahead of me. You're, I'm sorry. You're, you're making a segue, but I'm not there yet. So before we get to that, I'll, let me scale it down a notch. So I said, okay, let's say that the fifty to $60,000 price point isn't in your budget and and listen i didn't put dodge on here for a reason they're overweight they're too loud you don't want to be associated with them people okay so i got a question well before you go to the next thing i got one i got one caveat to say about this of these three car of those two cars you know the car would i buy i would buy in this price range this specific price range yeah what's that the bmw m2 coupe but it's but it's smaller yeah so it technically goes into my step down category, <laughs> but it's the same price as this fifty eight. So I understand. <laughs> so here's the next shocking revelation. I looked at the Subaru BRZ, yeah, and the Toyota Gr eighty six. And are you ever going to give that up? No, 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 okay. no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Um, and here's what I realized. I would buy the Grady six and not the Subaru. Okay. I actually think the Grady six just looks that much better. It's just a notch better. Plus it's $900 cheaper, $800 cheaper, like whatever it's they're They're basically the same car for the same price, but for whatever reason, the Grady six just is just that one little eek percent better, but neither one hold a candle to the granddaddy to the granddaddy of them all. The 2023 Mazda Miata MX-5 RF. Um, if I had to do this of those three. I would go. None of those could be. If if I had to use it every day, easy. I would. Go ahead. 
If I had to drive it, if I had to drive it every day, I would stop teasing me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, actually, I'll probably go RF. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I'd go RF. Um, then Subaru, then Toyota. Even though I like how the Toyota, even though I like how the Toyota looks better, um, I'm slightly older than you. And I I I uh, I like cushy seats and things, and that's and the you one thing. The Subaru's got the better seats. Uh, th- no, what it is, what it really is, the creature comforts and stuff like that. Um, I got in, I got in a Toyota, a Toyota, and a um, Subaru. And the interior is, it's not like it's nicer because it doesn't really look different, but it feels different. You know what I mean? It's like. Huh. It's weird, man. It's like some things that you got to pay okay, for so, in a Toyota that you don't have to pay for in a Subaru. Gotcha. So in, in true honesty here, in, in all honesty, I have not been in either. So I may would change my mind after being in both. So I will throw yeah. that out there. But I th- I think at the end of the day, I still pick the Miata um, because it to me, it, it the driving dynamics, they're, they've got it sorted. Yes, it doesn't quite have the horsepower of of the new BRZ and Grady Six. You know, they really worked hard on those. Now, if it's all about chassis dynamics and handling and lightweight performance, I did notice, you know, that there is the option to go. You about to do this, Lotus? But you said price was a was well. We and were that's about that's the conversation I wanted to have is. If you're shopping for, let's say your budget is that $100,000 plus budget, why wouldn't this be your option and save some money? Why wouldn't you look at the Lotus? Because to me, there's you don't see enough of these on the road. That's one thing, right? And two, as much as I hate to say it, this might be the cooler Porsche Cayman. All right, cool. So, all right. So, seeing how we just jumped seventy thousand um, dollars. <laughs> well, and and I'm not gonna. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I just really wanted to show it to you and get your opinion about the car. That car is very, very, very good looking, and yeah, I am one hundred percent sure that it will it will give you all the feels because you know Lotus does lightweight and all this other stuff and all this stuff. I would rather have a Cayman. And the reason that I would rather have a Cayman Reliability. because it is going to start every <laughs> day. Hey, this is going to start too. Now, a bunch of other stuff may fall off of it. It'll yeah. start. Now, um, but now, now before but, we spend before we spend an hour talking about lotuses, because I agree with you. I just, I wanted to get your gut reactional take on that. And but to be honest, some, One real quick thing about the Cayman, real quick. Um, Porsche, do not ever, do not ever give Caymans the level of power that 911s have because you will stop selling 911s. That car is almost as, how do they build two almost perfect cars? Well, there's the Germans. So, um, so something you said earlier, okay, was 
That card is really, really pretty. You should take it off the screen right now. Well, I can't. I can't until I get this sentence out. So, so something you said earlier was everyday usability. You said when we were talking about the Camaro and the Mustang, you said if I had to pick one to live with every day that would be more practical and usable. And I, I had the same train of thought when I was like prepping this stuff. And I was like, well, let's be realistic. If I had to pick the one to be usable and practical to live with every day, I wouldn't buy any of these because they all have two doors and small mm-hmm. trunks. And some of them are mid or rear engined. Like, None of those things make sense really for practical every day. But if you want the sound and you want the feels and you want the driver involvement and all the mm-hmm. things that we enthusiasts like, mm-hmm. there's you still, better you better pick the right car. There's still a lot of choices out here. Now I put these in ascending price order. So we will start with the cheapest, which is going to be no surprise to anybody. But I think what will be a surprise to you is the gap between the cheapest and the next cheapest. And it really okay. is going to hit close to home for you, Mr. Lasonly Stanley III. So the cheapest car, no surprise, the 2023 I, Genesis G70, 3.3 turbo, rear-wheel drive, sport prestige. This is a good-looking car. Under, yeah, one of the most underrated cars in the market. It's because people are stuck on SUVs. Yes, this is a great car. It is rear-wheel drive. It has yep. got good options. It's got a nice interior. It For $55,320. This is cheaper than a lot of small and mid-sized SUVs. Yep. There is a view. The crazy thing is... Uh, uh, if you don't have an independent, and there are very few independent Genesis dealerships, then this car is on the, on the lot with two Hyundais. Hold up. Two Hyundais that cost more than that. Yes. So now, Stanley, like I said, we knew there that this was... There is a flaw in the interior of that car, though. Like, we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we knew that this was going to be the cheap one. But yep. this is a good handling rear-wheel drive. Like, this car will surprise you at how enthusiastic it is from a driving dynamic standpoint. It's what a BMW think... 3 Series from, from seven years ago, built in 2023. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. What do you think the next car on my list is in ascending price order? Uh, um, Alfa Romeo Julia. No. This is the next car. And do you see the price difference between $55,320 for the Genesis to $55,595. That's right. Less than $300 price difference. There is a caveat there, though. What's that? They only built, they only built 2,300 of them. You can't get that car right now. You might could. This is the they, Chrysler 300C. I didn't realize they put those wheels on it. 
To be honest, I didn't look at this car when they when they after sooner after they said they were going to build it because it's like, oh yeah, we're going to build twenty three hundred of them. I was like, okay, well, what's the point of looking at this? <laughs> Those wheels kind of, I kind of like them. I, they kind of uh-huh. don't fit, but I kind of like them. Uh huh. Yep. Next on the but, list. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't even put the Alpha on here because. We talked. I, I was looking at this from a practical, live with it every day, and it's going to crank every time standpoint. So, oh, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even do the, the alpha. List. It's off the list. All right. So, then the Cadillac got to be on the list. Oh, see, I, see, see how I just read your mind? 57,135. Oh, you, you went four instead of five, huh? I did. I went four instead of five. And look, we are, we're still less than the price. Well, we're 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 still in that Mustang Camaro ballpark, right? Yep, yep. But uh, speaking of, so I'll speak on this car real quick. I even put um, Super Cruise on this one. Of all the cars that we have t- discussed today, that car probably does fit me the best. Um, in my in the way I see things, because I can be luxurious when I want, and I can be stupid when I want, and it'll save my butt too. <laughs> yeah, and then when I have to drive, because I would have to drive this every day if I spent this much money, and have I got to go up, go down to Savannah, or go up to North Carolina, you know, I could put Super Cruise on and see if it actually worked before it kills me. I I, I do think <laughs> this is this is a a lot of car for the money. Um, yeah, yeah, it is a tremendous value when you think about your price spread from a Genesis G seventy to a Cadillac V series CT4 is mm-hmm. less less than $2000. But and the other part about this is so you look at this car right here. That car works and it's practical. You can see out of it. You got room to put stuff and everything. Yes. Why can't you design a Camaro around that right there? Because you want the Camaro to look like a muscle car and you want this to look like a vacuum salesman's car. But you but also one of the things about that though is I, I that was a losing battle after they got after Bumblebee was over. Yeah. That's after, a good point. Uh, after Bumblebee was over, the the it wore off. It was I knew you was gonna put that on there. I knew you was gonna. I knew you was gonna say something about this car because it's the car you really want. Why don't you just go get this car? I don't know, because I can't afford it. Next what? on the list is the <laughs> rear-wheel drive Lexus IS five hundred F Sport Performance. Um, sixty-two thousand eight hundred and sixty dollars. One of uh, another one of those in the in the race for most overlooked cars. People just do not understand, don't get how good 100%. that car is. And 100%. you know the the fanboy, the, the 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 most car enthusiast, and look at that car. It's like, well, why would you get that when you can get a a, a BMW M3 or AMG, uh, dude? Uh, there's like one percent of people who are actually going to take these cars to tracks. And that one percent, I'm yes. just so happen to be talking to right now, and you ain't him. You're right. gonna need this. To, <laughs> you're gonna need this to work. You're gonna want that warranty to work. You're gonna need the, the the things in it to work. So go get the Lexus. Be be more comfortable. 
And they just changed it. it. They just took away the the part of that card that would keep it off my list of things to buy, and they changed the infotainment so you don't have to use that dumb mouse pad thing. Yes. Up next, the Dodge 2023 Charger Scat Pack Widebody, because I don't know why anybody's buying anything other than a Scat Pack Widebody. Uh $64,610. You know, I, I like that car better than this two, two-door brethren, brother. I do, too. Um, um, them dudes who drive these cars are getting worse than Mustang people, so I, uh, I, may have yes. to, I may have to keep my love of this car to myself. I mean, literally, it's one, one house away from me that's black. It, it's black, and it's right there. And... I like that car a lot, but I was like, he's the only person that drives those cars sensible. They are, dude, they are. I don't even know how they're affording those cars to, and doing all this dumb stuff in it, because <laughs> yes, is too much. This car is the first car on the list that I don't know if I like. I agree. This, so, up next, we're ratcheting it up a notch is the 2022 AMG E53 sedan. I personally would only ever consider the wagon, but in the vein of looking for performance tiered rear wheel drive based cars, this was the next one on my list at $89,070, which listen, this is my opinion. You may agree or disagree Historically speaking, I think this might be the best valued AMG sedan you can buy for its it, time. It may be. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that is a good thing. I feel like maybe they have lowered the standard of AMG. Well, because in years past, it would be the 63 would be the top dog or 65 yes. or whatever, whatever it was. Um, and I, I'll tell you why the, my, the reason why I couldn't do, I wouldn't do that car is because I like the five so much better. I just, it's one of them, you know how you can really like, and, and the Audi, to be honest, my sister has that car for the record. <laughs> well, this is, that's the next car on the list. I'm trying to get this to reload, but it's not one to load. I like the Audi and the BMW so much better than the Mercedes. And it's it's not like it's doing something wrong. It's just I like them other two cars so much better. Even though the Audi probably doesn't handle as good. It's just, I don't. It's something I, I, about I, it. I was reluctant to put the Audi on here. I did, but I didn't really want to because it's all-wheel drive. But well, Audi does such a good job with their all-wheel drive systems being more rear drive biased that I was like, okay, I'll put them on the list, but it's kind of with an asterisk, right? So I put, it's the S6, um, and it, it came in at $94,190. Now, this is, in my opinion, asinine money. This is stupid. A performance, yes. a performance sedan 
at this level should never cost close to $100,000. Now, I understand if it was an RS6, right? But this mm-hmm. is not an RS6. This is just an S6. And I didn't even click that many boxes. So well, that's stupid. I'll, well, let, let's let's think about it this way, uh, uh, Bill. The if my memory serves me correctly, the average the average uh, transaction price for a new car in America was forty seven thousand dollars. So that's double. And, right. So if the average these people out here paying forty plus thousand dollars for a RAV4 or whatever they driving or Toyota Highlander. That may I, I think one of the things that we do is because we've watched cars and we bought cars for the last 30 years that it's kind of some a thing that our dads or uncles or whatever however you want to put it that that the generation of people who who produced us how they got sticker shocked when they went to go buy cars. Yep. Or stuff like that. We are in that we are in that ballpark now. It's like because in all reality. Um you're not wrong. I just don't want to hear that. Yeah, I don't want to hear they didn't want to hear it either, right? I mean, I remember the first <laughs> time I paid fifty dollars for a pair of shoes. My stepdad about died, man. <laughs> he was like, fifty dollars for some shoes, but boy, I can feed the whole house for a month of fifty dollars. What are you doing? Yes. yes. Okay, and so that's would, a good they point. Even Jordans or that's a like good that. point. In fact, you saying that has made me think of something. What's that? Okay, so for the amount of performance you're getting in each of these cars that we have discussed, that really makes all of them seem like they're a better value. And paying fifty thousand dollars for a Rav Four really seems like the idiotic thing to do. I'll, I'll put put it in better perspective. Put better perspective. An Audi S3 is fifty plus thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's because you're basically driving uh, a, a Lamborghini go kart. But an Audi S3, if you we know better than to take this literally, literally. Man, it's a fancy daggone Jetta, bro. It is. It is. It is a fancy Jetta. I guess I was thinking of the RS3, but just the standard I mean, S3 is a fancy yeah. Jetta. And the RS3 is like $75,000. Yes, which is ridiculous. But it is a lot of performance. So up okay, next on the list. I'd rather pay the $75,000 for the RS3 than the $80,000 for that because people people got to remember that RS3. They well, that's a good that. point. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, up next is the BMW M5. That car, even with its ridiculous price penalty over the bag, oh, the Mercedes. Now, let me ask you, the Mercedes was 89. The, the Audi was 94, 97, whatever. The M5, 126,850. Is that a justifiable jump? Um. If you have you ever know I watched option these things very similar. Yes. 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 Which which Mercedes was that? Was that the 53 or yes. 40, 43? Do 53, they have a 63? AMG 53. They don't have they got a 63. They don't got a 63 no more? No. I mean, you got to go mm-hmm. to an E-class. Mm. Is it worth the jump over the Mercedes? 
Only if you have watched transform uh, transporter movies with the BMW. Hmm. Only that was a seven series. Saw, well, that, only like five. Yeah, but that's car, this car is bigger than that car now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, only if you've ever watched the BMW uh, uh, films. Uh, movies, uh, films, correct. If you've, if you've seen the BMW films and caught the feels, then that car is worth it. Anybody else? Nah. Because <laughs> that's a straight emotional buy. And you will never take that $127,000 car to a track. Right. That's a good point. So then let me ask you this question, because th- now you make the next logical jump, right? Is it a logical jump to spend $20,000, $19,000 more and you get a Panamera GTS? Yes. So for 155 and I will only build Porsches in chalk with gold with wheels. Gold. <laughs> good good decision good decision <laughs> uh, I, I, it's not i can't even fathom how to do it any other way right well well seeing how we are gentlemen of a certain age we will buy cars that we can afford so if i could afford a hundred a $126,000 car and i i could afford a $155,000 car i think you make enough money that if you can logically afford a $126,000 car then Odds are you can afford spending a hundred, a couple more thousand dollars for twenty thousand dollars more for the for the, the for the hundred fifty thousand dollar car, and if you can do that, the car to buy isn't the M five. The car to the car to buy is that is the is the Panamera, and the yes. reason is the reason is there are going to be people out there because you buy this car to be seen. You want people to know that you bought this. Because if, if not, if not, then you should have just went and bought a Camry and you could have been stealth all day long. You know. That's that right. Way. That's right. So I want I want my neighbor to see this car in my driveway because I want them to get the feels. If you buy the BMW, there's a lady down the street that has a regular five series that look a whole lot like your car. And right. most people ain't gonna know the difference. Most people ain't gonna know the difference. And they, but they're gonna know what the, they're gonna. Oh, what is that? That's a Porsche. Yeah. Well, okay. So in summary, I've shown you a lot of cars, and I'm just gonna say, and again, this is I I shock myself in saying this, but out of all the ones I've shown you, the one I pick is none of those. Oh, I, I figured this. That's what it's you the buy. Car, it's, it's the car that we know and love. Uh, probably one of the best performance bargains in the last... It, of all those cars that I talked about that were vying for position over at, for overlooked cars, this is the car that won the trophy every year it was produced. Yes. Because 2017 Chevy SS sedan with a six-speed manual and it's white and you could have had this car for forty thousand dollars that's right less money than everything but the brz and grady six were the only two cars cheaper and this car looks like it's in florida it feels like it's in florida anyway 
But um, yes. But yeah, man, that that car got some quirks in it that you know whatever that it's uh, Australian. It's Australian. So like most things from Australia, it wants to kill you. But yeah. It is a tremendous performance value for the dollar. Yeah, the eye of all the cars that you see that oh, truck man. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I just I, I was about to say something. Then I saw that. Um, the crazy thing is, there's one car that I can I can honestly come to that beats that car as a performance value. What's that? The G8. Well, yeah, the G8 is the same car. Yeah. It's just older. Yep. And I would say with that neck, with going back to the G8 over the SS, you gain the ability to do some of the things that I would want to do in that car. Swap out the head unit. Uh, swap out the head unit. Put, put, put a little bit of system in it. Uh, Upgrade infotainment system uh, to something modern because you can't do nothing with that the one that's in the, that, the SS, and you're gonna save some money. And if you got one of the ones with the six liter, then you're gonna be fine. Because they yeah. they had the five seven. No, no, that was the GTO that had the five seven and the six. That the G eight had just the six, right? Uh, there may have been a year or two where you could get the G eight G. T with the six two, but the SS yeah. was a six two. I don't, I don't know. I don't know him well enough. My friend Matt would know the guy I bought my truck from. Like he, he yeah. has a G eight or had a G eight, so he would know. But I, I just don't know. I remember specifically. You can get the when the GTO was out. You can get it with the first couple of years that had the five point seven liter, and then they moved to the six liter. And I think they had the six and the six two in the. The, the G8s but the SS in my opinion is the better looking car and would still fly under the radar better because first but the G8 may just be a better buy because it, it's a little older and if it's decently kept yeah, yeah. it might be the better buy yeah it might be, it might be I mean buy. you probably definitely get one cheaper at this point but yeah but anyway, we've been on here for like seven hours, and um, that means my bladder is singing to me because I'm a man of a certain age. <laughs> man of a certain age, as we um, as we tend to be sometimes. I'll try to get this out uh, soon as I can. Um, before we get out of here, though, uh, Bill, uh, what are you doing Saturday? Uh, I am working all day at. Um, the spring fling at my daughter's elementary school where I serve on the PTO. Cool. What are you doing Saturday? I got to go to Charlotte. Ah. How long are you going to be in Charlotte for? Uh, for the shortest amount of time as possible now that you're doing spring fling. So. <laughs> well, why, don't you, why don't you come up? We'll talk about this offline. Yeah, we'll come up. But anyway, yeah, that was a uh, another episode. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna count up all these episodes because for some reason I forget what number of episodes it is, and because um, we got to be coming up on an anniversary of something here in a minute. Got to be. Got to be getting close. Yeah, but uh, let's do this again next week, man. I love you. Absolutely, I love you. Later.
And everybody remember that Bill said he liked a hybrid. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I, I did what now? <laughs> you said you liked one. Uh,